we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. Okay, I don't know. Don't, don't ever so bring you guys around me like that. Let me tell you something, Heather. It's the only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I mean, I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm looking for you Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast, part of the Bettered Pop Network. It's Eddie Estrada here with my co-host. Matthew. How are you, Eddie? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm well. I'm I'm doing well. I'm really surprised, uh, pleasantly so, uh, how great this week was in terms of Bravo. I thought every show really brought it, even Married to Medicine. Even Married to Medicine, which we've been kind of ragging on recently because yeah. we felt like it hasn't been stepping it up like it should, but... Now it seems like it's doing its thing. I was thoroughly entertained by every single episode. Everyone brought the heat. There's so much to talk about. Before we get into the shows, though, I want to ask you your opinion very quickly on one rumor that's been going around the rumor mill that I know that you're probably going to be very excited about. Oh, God. Okay, tell me. Orange County. They're thinking about rebooting the cast. As you know, they've been very upset with the people on it recently. Oh, and is there talking, buzz? There's buzz that Tamara and Heather... <gasps> Would be back. Heather DeBro? Yes, your favorite. <laughs> okay, yes. I'm fully in support of scrapping this cast. And I've been saying that there are gems in the echelon of Orange County from yes. the past that we could bring back. Even Vicky Gumbelson, I can't believe I'm saying that, but <laughs> that sounds great. I think Heather and her big ass house and Terry. And her whole life, I'm sure she's got tons of girlfriends that would be perfect for the show. And I miss Tamara. Tamara was like the perfect amount of villain and, and fallen crazy. hero and crazy. She was the perfect, you know, little combo, little gumbo, uh, if you will, <laughs> of Orange County madness. And I miss her. So I think it would work. Anything's better than what we got now. The only person that I really would want to keep, if I really think about it, is Shannon Bedore. Oh, thank you for saying that. Because you know, I'm a Bedore whore. Well, no, now she's Shannon Storms. Oh, right. She's gone back to her maiden name, which I her. love too. She closed the old Bador and opened a new and one. And opened How a new one. How could we forget? How could we forget? Should we jump into, uh, what do you want to start with? Let's start with Married to Medicine. Let's do our Sunday night shows. Great. I love that Lisa Nicole's not a full-timer, and yet she's um, <laughs> causing so much uh, drama. Yeah, this was pretty crazy, because this episode we found out that Lisa Nicole has basically been running a scam COVID testing site. Her lab doesn't... <laughs> Her lab is not giving the results that people need to know whether or not they have COVID. I was COVID. like Contessa during this episode. I was like, aren't you a fashion designer? Like, what are you doing? Yes. Owning she, a lab. Uh, and we use fashion designer very loosely. Oh, Let's very loosely. The Lisa no. Nicole collection is only being modeled by Anila on her on her Instagram yeah, blog. $400 for, a pop exactly. per post. Jesus. But I just, I mean, the thing is with Lisa Nicole is I feel like she's trying to stay relevant. I feel like maybe her husband, he was a doctor of some sort, I feel like. Oh, her and him opened this lab for money. I feel like this COVID testing that's fake was a, a source of income for them. And they were really scamming these people. Like at the end, Heavenly said, you didn't have the machinery. You didn't have the, the materials needed to actually do this COVID test. Yet you were still taking these tests. And now you have these delayed results because you were having to send them out and doing all these things. And she's like, well, uh, we're trying to get the test results. We had the capabilities. And she's like, no, you didn't. If you didn't have the capabilities to do it in-house, like her and Daddy Damon were doing, then exactly. you shouldn't have done it at all. Exactly. There are so many more people in Atlanta that are clearly more qualified than you and your husband to run an operation like this. Yes. It's clearly a money-grabbing scheme. 
And it's so gross to do that during something as crazy a as a global pandemic. pandemic. Like, get out of here. You know, kudos to her for the Our Vote Matters event. I actually thought that went over very well. It seems like the women that they rallied together to be moderators, but also part speakers, of the panels and yes. speakers. I thought that was great. But I loved Heavenly calling everyone at the beginning of the episode during her, one of her interviews being like, I need everyone to make sure everyone knows that I was right. Yes. <laughs> Do she, not she, trust That girl drives Nicole. me crazy, but that was really funny. I appreciated that a lot. I'm glad that Quad and Toya finally came to terms with each other and apologized and saw each other in that moment. In the most perfect way that the two of them could do it. Yet yelling at each other and shaking each other. Yet agreeing in, at the in same like a very time. Firm, like clasping of hands and then agreeing at the same time. It was it was great. I love the two of them. I really love when they're together. Yes. I love seeing them on the R V in the next shot, just laughing and having a good time. Well, I also love seeing Quad literally laughing at Lisa Nicole being dragged to filth by Heavenly. I thought that was hilarious. Insane. That smirk, that devilish smirk that we love Quad for. Who knows? Like who? Sorry, who knows? Who knew that I would be on Heavenly's side of things? Because both of them can dish it, and I've said in weeks past that the two of them need to calm down, and stop fighting all the time. But I was on the Heavenly side this episode too. Lisa just needs to, you know, take a seat. And I figure out what she's doing, which is like evidently fashion and not taking lab tests for COVID. And what do you need with an RV? Like, where did that come from? That's hers, right? Yeah, I mean, in Atlanta, I'm sure you could do a bunch of like trips to like fun cool places in an rv i've always wanted an rv i was you know after watching the movie <laughs> rv i wanted my own rv i've never said god you your taste in movies you dude. know what you you can drag me all you want but my taste in movies rv I, with robin williams is that what you're talking yes. about oh my, i mean oh, oh there's so many funny moments in that movie oh man okay just add it to the list i i, I guess the thing that we really, really need to talk about yeah scott and contessa he is such a fucking asshole. He's so gross. And I don't understand, first of all, how you can have a life coach that you talk to once every seven <gasps> months you know that you that don't pay for, that you found online, that you just text and call. And that's not a life coach. He's talking to some woman. I hate to be presumptuous. And this is alleged. And this is not verified. I, this is just my opinion based on the evidence in front of us. That seems like what Contessa has been thinking has been going on this entire time. I think that he's seeing somebody else and fooling around with someone behind her back. And the way he just avoids confrontation on a consistent she basis. She had tears in her eyes and was trying not, she wasn't being mean. She wasn't being aggressive. She wasn't being a uh, harsh. She just was begging him to talk to her. I like, loved, I loved when she said, I'm not saying I don't want to be married to you. I'm not saying you're a bad person. I just a, want to have a conversation. She has a lot of grace and a lot she of really patience does. and a lot of understanding and I think she's wonderful. I can't believe that you can see someone that you claim to love. That's your life partner. You look at her breaking down in front of you and you storm out and freak out and say, I'm not dealing with this negativity. Who are you? Clearly their relationship foundation is not as strong as they, but not because of think, Contessa, she's but it's not Contessa. Like, you know, Scott clearly has a lot of guards up. Scott clearly does not want to be in the relationship in the same way that she does. And it's upsetting to see because she's putting so much into it. And then just seeing the scene from next episode where Ooh. the kids at, said, we tried to call you. And we said, call Dr. Scott's girlfriend. And someone says, which one? I'm sure it's the receptionist or something. And Scott's on the camera laughing. He's not even responding to it. He's not phased at all. I don't understand him. And I can't wait to see the other women drag him. 
Completely. Even Toya. And Toya, you know, it's so great to see Toya and Contessa coming together. Come together. I can't wait because he deserves it. His reckoning is approaching. Uh, I wonder if they're going to stay married. I know on Instagram it said that they just celebrated 16 years of marriage together. But maybe they're waiting for the reunion. Maybe they're waiting for the reunion to say <laughs> we have an announcement. There's we're a separation. We're consciously uncoupling. Okay, this as, isn't as Gwyneth. I know. Sorry, Contessa's no Gwyneth. But um, you know, I thought this was the best episode of the season. I feel like then la- the final two episodes, as they told us at the yes, end, finally we're here. We're we're here. A season wrap up. We're here. I think the last two episodes are going to be really spicy and really exciting. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm very looking forward to it. Another thing I'm kind of looking forward to is the next episode of Shaw's because this week's episode was so messy and left me with so many questions. Oh my God, messy is it doesn't that even I'm be, so confused. Yeah, I, I didn't take very many notes. I literally took one note because I was so enthralled. I wrote, "This is a NASA level science right here <laughs> about the pendulum." <laughs> yeah. pendulum. I've done that before. Patty used to have a pendulum, and she used it on an episode when she, when Jill Zarin's daughter Ali Shapiro was trying to get matched by Patty. She sat at the table with her and did the pendulum thing, and I was like oh. so interested in it. So I've seen the pendulum before. It reminded me of Charmed. Times. Do you have, did you ever watch Charmed? No, I didn't. Oh my god, what's I wrong know. with you? I, I've seen episodes. They I know. would scry for demons. They would use it on a map, <laughs> and the pendulum would stick where they the were trying are. to find the specific demon they were looking wow. to vanquish. Wow, very powerful. Witchy so maybe stuff. London is charged. Maybe she's one of the three. London gives off some amazing witchy energy. Yeah. Like I, I've, I've, I think that she totally has that inside of her. So, but wow. So yeah. So Mike at the dinner, as we know, last episode, he confesses to sending messages to that girl, but then he says that he was getting spoof messages in his iCloud from like an app and he confronted Reza about it. And Reza said that Gigi was the one that was spreading the messages. According now, to Mike. According to Mike. Okay. Now Reza says he never said that. Gigi said she never sent them, but now what people are going back to is one, Rez is a compulsive liar, as we've seen in the past. He likes to stir shit, does not care about for Mike at all, and feels like Mike is a cheater. Then the other side, we have Golnessa, who, by the way, is still very good friends with Mike's ex-wife, Jessica. Right. And they hang out all the time. So they're thinking maybe Gigi would do this as kind of a way to break up Paulina and Mike, even though both Reza and Gigi deny, deny, deny. So my take, it's tough. I, I know for certain, I mean, in my heart, <laughs> I think that Gigi has nothing to do with it. Okay. Because Gigi actively kept saying to Mike, I think that you just need to redefine the terms of your relationship and, or find someone new who can handle. Be- yes. But I think Paulina's great as long as she is okay with who you are, be- but embrace who you are, that you like to be with other people and that you want a different kind of relationship. Gigi, I uh, genuinely, I think wants the best for Mike. No, she, I think she does. And although Reza seemed a little sketchy and I, I don't know if that's cause he was drunk or taking off his shirt and putting on that robe. Ex- such a messy, exactly. messy man. I just don't know if Reza would do that. I mean, I, Reza in the past absolutely would, but at this point in his life, after everything that happened last year, I don't know if he would. It really, for me, felt like, I mean, I won't be surprised if it is Reza at the end of the day, but I'm leaning towards that it's Mike misconstruing and twisting something that Reza did say about Gigi, but not about this. And is trying to deflect because he's trying to take the heat off of him because what is going on with him and Paulina is really gross. 
And I feel for Paulina, but girl, like you need to get out of there. She does. And it's stupid because she's surrounded by these people who still support Mike. I mean, after the morning, after the dinner, Mercedes and Nima are talking in the kitchen and they're like, yeah, I'm just really proud of Mike and the yeah, way he's stepped up. Talking about? He was, you know, he really took accountability for his actions. And I thought that was really, you know, brave and great of him. No, what he did was wrong, regardless of whether or not he stood up for it. He should, uh, of course, he confess. got mad at all of you for doubting him and for accusing him of lying well we saw that clip of him and nima in the car and he's like no bro i'm your bro i'm telling you the truth i never did that and Nima's like i don't want someone like that to be my friend because i can't trust you because you're literally lying to my face exactly i can't believe like i would maybe give him the you know i'm glad that you came forward and that you were finally honest for your sake and paulina's sake but just so you know i'm going to be hesitant with you from now on because I don't know if what you're telling me about anything now is true because you're proving to be a liar. That's what friends should do to a friend like that. Oh, 100%. I mean, at least Nima, uh, when they went working out, was saying, you know, I'm really shocked and it seems surreal to me that you were so dead set on lying to me and then finally came clean. Like, it's, re- I'm glad that Nima at least reaffirmed that when they were working out. No, I agree. I think, I think Nima needs to hold Mike accountable and I think he kind of is, but at the same time, I feel like they're like, well, Mike's already lost cause. And I think we just have to accept Mike for who he is, which is this cheater. People say that it's, it's annoying because he needs to change. He needs to step up. He needs to grow up. And he's not doing that when everyone else is coddling him in this situation. No, as it stands right now, I think Mike will continue to keep doing this. Yes. As long as Paul, as long as he knows that Paulina will not leave him. He's going to keep going for doing it. Yeah. And as long as he knows his friends aren't going to throw him away, which they're not going to, except for maybe Reza, he's going to keep doing it. He's going to keep going. And I, I could see it being Reza. I could see the messages though also being completely fake and that Mike's making it up. Yeah. That's the other thing is I don't know if there's this, I try to look and see if there were spoof apps, but I've never seen one. I don't know what figure out. Does he mean like, no, it's, it's like, it's like an application that essentially gives you a fake number that you could text people with. And like, I mean, Oh, well, it could I, be maybe I, I've no. Okay. That might be something. I don't know. We'll have to do our research. I mean, I've never done familiar. it. Oh, in your past. Has that happened to you? <laughs> no, no, no. I just heard things that friends have been through and no, I just, I don't know. <laughs> friends have been through. <laughs> I just, you're Mike so just, red right now. <laughs> Mike just seems like the guilty party here. I'm open it to being Reza. I don't think Gigi has anything to do with it. I think her her reaction was very honest. Okay. I think that she was very thrown by the whole thing. And, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I also want to have get your ideas on the uh, the fact that Tommy still has the restraining order against, or sorry, Reza still has the restraining order against Tommy. And for that reason, Tommy has said that Reza cannot meet Shams. I think that's still very fair. Yes, but it sounded like to me that if even if Reza does get the restraining order, Tommy doesn't want him to still, see the kid. And I don't think that's fair. If Reza go, is able to get the restraining order lifted, I think Reza should be able to meet her child. I also understand where Tommy's coming from a little bit because in case you forgot last season, Reza went off on MJ and said all the things about her abortions and why she couldn't have a baby and how she almost died and was talking mad crap about no, this I child and this but pregnancy. But I also agree that Reza, I understand why he's a little nervous about Tommy because Tommy 
went to his house and fucked shit up and destroyed property. You know what I mean? You know, I mean, I would hope. I see both sides of it. I totally do. <laughs> I would hope that if someone was dragging me that much, my partner would be like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to beat some ass. But I'm but sure. Say that, but don't go actually do it and, and get True. yourself in I trouble. Don't, yeah. That's the other thing is like, but I do <laughs> think that if Reza brings down the restraining order, which I think he should, they should all come together and just be peaceful and make a truce. Like they don't have Tommy yeah. and Reza don't have to hang out. Don't have to be completely, you know, but Reza, could, Reza should be able to meet the kid. I think at the end of the day, because I think right. him and MJ have had such a strong relationship for so long. But I that think MJ needs to be more upfront and honest about that fact too. I think she needs to make it clear to Reza because Reza has said a couple times now, I really want to meet your kid. I really want to meet your kid. She needs to be more clear and say, okay, if you and Tommy resolve your issues and the restraining order goes away, absolutely that will happen. But my husband has a stipulation about you meeting my child. The kid, yeah. And that's just what we have to do. And I understand that. This situation gets very weird. Like it happens where you have people that can't see kids or like people for certain reasons because of relationships with the adults. But at the end of the day, I think it's the mother's choice. So I think MJ should really make the final call. Yeah. I just want her to be, vocal about it with Reza so that he's not completely blindsided by the whole thing. You no, I, I mean? agree. I agree. All right. I'm also a little bit nervous to see this African jungle party that Gigi's going to throw next week for her kid. Yeah. I, I it doesn't look as problematic as it sounds. Totally. I think she literally means like the jungles in Africa, Africa. which yeah. sure, but it, yeah, it made me cringe I a get, bit. I get the whole Lion King theme. It looks like they're going to hold the baby why up. why not make a, li- make a Lion King theme? Make a Disney Lion well, King yeah, theme. Well, then Rob Minkoff is going to come after them for copyright <laughs> infringement. Crystal's going to sound the alarm. We know how Crystal is now. We, we got we to gotta watch out for do. Crystal. Okay. Should we move on to Family Karma? Totally. Did it not freak you out that Brian's father is missing a thumb? No, so my my grandfather lost his finger. I think doing working on a railroad or something. Oh my gosh! Like the tip of it, but he used to say it was because he picked his nose. So don't pick your nose because then you'll lose okay, <laughs> your finger. Okay, that is hilarious. Also fucked up, but so also I, I mean, but that's I was like, oh my gosh, family. <laughs> <laughs> There's a connection there. No, There's a lot of I weird connections with family and, karma and Monica and the family. That's very sweet. Finally, Lopa and Risha are are making an appearance it took them a second as crazy as lopa is i do like i do like lopa i don't i don't i do not she's like a good kind of villain for this whole show she is that's why i, I like just her. don't like her blaming vishal's mom for yeah. all of the problems between them it takes two to tango and i said this last season lopa expects you know them to come to her it's like no you guys need to come to each other yeah it's Meet a two-way in the middle street. it's a two-way street if, if she's like oh well the the father or the mother-in-law of the son whatever isn't talking to me it's like no you both have to be making a relationship together it's not falling on one person or the other right and does it you seem both to, have to you build a bridge that risha it just seems to me that she kind of enjoys shitting on vishal yes a hundred percent she does because that's all she does. And she likes to talk to her, his friends about it. He likes to talk, talk to the camera, her mom, everyone about how annoying Vishal is and how he's the worst. But I also think she really does deep down care about him. I feel like that's her kind of defense mechanism to kind of be like, she seems I'm hurt. just going to talk shit about this boy child that I can't really rein in or handle because that's the only thing I can do. That's fair. I think she's just really hurt. And I think she is. I think there are two different sides to the story of what's going on between the two of them. And I am excited to see them come together next week for a conversation just so we can really see it flush out. 
because they have very two different point of views about what's going on in that relationship. Oh, a hundred percent. It's it's very it's very divided between the two. <gasps> oh my god, the Sean statue. That, oh my god, that was the most terrifying thing I've ever <gasps> seen in my life. If I <laughs> if I was like walking around that house late at night. And like I would get a glass of water and I saw that statue, I would be dead. I, I would, would have grab a heart something attack. and smack it because I would think it was someone coming to kill it me. It looks like a little demon. It looks like the omen child. Yes, like that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, okay, Damien, calm down, stay away from me. I was with Dylan being like, thank God I don't have a statue of myself. Oh my gosh. I even as if it would be scary, I kinda wish I had a statue of myself. I feel like that would be fun. That would be fun. That would be cute. Ew, no. no. A marble statue of you? Absolutely not. No. No, because they look... They, okay, the statues well, what, look nothing maybe like wasn't, them. Maybe if it wasn't painted. I would do like one of those like Greek statues where I'm like in like an athletic pose and I'm <laughs> oh like... God. Have like a staff or something. That's what I would do. Okay. All right. Well, set that up. <laughs> Get it. Speaking of Dylan, the similarities between you two are are, are skyrocketing. What, what are you, you talking about? Well, you both emailed your parents <laughs> to let them know that you were gay. That killed me dear mom <laughs> that killed me i laughed so hard i texted you, you immediately and i was like um have you seen me on the car this week because you and dylan are a lot more alike than you think well i want to say take this time also to say that we have actually made up oh yes eddie and i have reconciled we 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 cooled off and we i know a lot of y'all were worried about us because we fought last week on the pod but there was a know. big fight between us but we have some confirmation from dylan Yes. Oh, yeah. So what he tweeted was, I love Vishal and know how real his love for Richa is. So months ago, when asked if Vishal is gay, I joked once. No, he isn't gay, but sexuality is a spectrum, i.e. the Kinsey scale, which spans I'd give oral, I'd receive it, I'd do neither. Sadly, the game of telephone turned this into something much more nefarious. I still shouldn't have said it. I'm sorry about how much it hurt him and apologize multiple times. Always have love for him. So he lied. In the show saying, all I said was the, the, I, someone only asked me if you were gay. Right. But I can see how that turned into, turned some, into something no, bigger. Exactly. By and the word of mouth. Should he have been talking about Vishal's sexuality? No. no. But if that's what he really said, it's much less harmful than what Vishal received at the end of the day. Exactly. And Vishal's reaction was still not great. And I'm still, I'm still a little cringy about people saying that oh my god what was said about Vishal is like the most horrible thing you could possibly be ever called in your life you know what I mean it just it's a little it's still a little but I think when the aunties all got together I think they had a pretty decent conversation about you know it wasn't it wasn't it was bad what Vishal said he, that's not him all the parents were like that's not Vishal have you ever said, seen these kids fight that's not what's gonna happen mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. at the same time I think some of them were like well that's also not a great thing to say right what Dylan said and I think they were kind of seeing both sides. Well, of course, Dylan's mom was like, but he said he was going to hit him. And of course, Vishal's mom was like, well, that was a really shitty thing to say about my son. Right. So I think, and I and I don't think there's that much in this generation. It seems like there's not that much homophobia as we were kind of expecting there to be. It seems like it's the generation above. It seems like it's their parents' parents that are having a really hard time. I mean, even Dylan's grandparents are like saying that he could like go meet a doctor in India I that know. will just like cure him. God, that really hurt my feelings. But his parents are super supportive. It looks like all of the aunties and uncles are very supportive. They're all making a lot they're of making, strides. They're making a lot of effort. Yeah. Especially, I love Amrit's mom's mm-hmm. like, oh no, I miss Nicholas. I miss Nicholas more <laughs> than I miss Vishal. Yeah. That is so it sweet. It was so sweet. I love that. 
And, and Dylan's mom seems really great. I just, I did feel bad for Vishal's mom because I think she only heard what Dylan had said. I don't think she was aware of what Vishal, Vishal did. did. Yeah. And I think the whole situation made her uncomfortable. I felt so bad that she felt that she had to leave. Like that was just messy. I think she just was felt very overwhelmed by the situation. And I feel like not only having Lopa there, but having everyone talk about her son and her son's sexuality and what her son did. I have a feeling a lot, lot of people have been talking about Vishal for a long time, not just about his sexuality, but about a lot of things. Yeah. I think he gets talked a lot about a lot. Cause he's a character. He is. He's very, you know, and watching him this episode, that's the only other thing I'll say is watching him this episode. You could just see that there's a lot going on yeah. in his head. There's I'm glad he's going to a therapist. Me too. He really needs it. There's because... a lot going on in that brain. And I think that he needs to sort a lot of stuff out. Um, and he will. Yeah. I think he's making strides. I think, and I, I hate to like be a ruiner or a spoiler, but Reza posted a video this week of him at lunch in Malibu and who happened to be at the same restaurant, but Risha and Vishal together. Oh, so maybe they are reconciled. So I think they are rec- going to reconcile. It looks wow, like they how have are a conversation back from that. I think he's going to take all the steps that she wants him to take okay. to reconcile. I think she still loves him. I think that's why she cares so much and talks so much about him. Her it's people, one of her those people, things. you know, you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think they're going to be fine. I think they're going to be okay. And I, I'm hoping for a wedding next season, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. And then the other big piece of news is Lopa is 200% Capricorn. <laughs> I loved that. <laughs> like, thought that was so funny. Also, it was. it's always seen good seeing Anushka on screen. I love Bali and Anushka's relationship. I think they are so cute. I think she is one of the prettiest Bravo children out there. She's so She's stunning. Gorgeous. She's also so smart and so funny. I loved her like calling out her mom being like, you were dangerously thin when you had me like, and Bali's like, okay, come after me, bitch. Like they seem like best friends. They and seem I think like it's a, so a great relationship. Great episode. Great episode. Cooking um, with gas, family karma. Okay. Let's talk about the drama that is Roni because this was a heavy episode and I'm still team Heather. Screw Leah. She is out of control and people need to stop allowing her to do what she wants to do. She's it's very okay. I'm going to hate to say this, but she kind of is reminding me of Bronwyn. Oh, yes. Yes. I see what you're saying. This erratic kind of can't tell where it's coming from. We're like, I get she's sober. I get she's going through a lot right now, but take a step back from the show then. If your if your grandmother is dying, if you're trying to get sober, uh, get sober again, and you're dealing with all of these issues, take a step back from the show and breathe. She should not have gone to the Hamptons. I think the second that she heard about her grandma, she should have gone to see her grandma. Yeah, I don't think the producers would have told her, "No, you can't do that." I think they would have let her go. She should not have come on this trip. It was a bad idea, and I think she's just not in a good place. I even though yes there were some moments that Heather was a little cringy but I articulate at, mm. I, yeah, oh god that made me cringe I worked for Puffy I worked for Beyonce but, There's a, there was a few moments where I was like oh Heather but, just like Ebony I look at her intention and she has yes. such a good heart and has a lot of good intentions and clearly just wanted everyone to see where Ebony was coming from and wanted everyone to get along and everyone be okay yes Heather can be a little obnoxious but yeah. her intentions are good yes and I thought she was great though the real super star was fucking Sonia. Sonia Morgan. Who would have thought that Sonia Morgan is literally could give a class she on this. She just gets it. She understands it. And I loved Ebony Bean. No, I don't think she's just pandering to me. I don't think she's trying to like say the things just to say the things, which I think she was kind of hinting at Heather with that, that Heather was a little bit pandering yes, to her. Yeah, a little bit. Because that's what it seemed like. 
Sonia was just being honest and being like, you know what? We have the upper hand and we've had the upper hand for a long and time. We don't know and shit. And we, we don't know anything. Just, like, and we want to, we want to understand and we got to learn and we got to, you know, apologize for a lot and just listen. Right. You know, and I think Ebony has a lot of grace. I thought there were just some great conversations this week. It is about ego, but I think that we were able to get through that and everyone was able to kind of really come together and have a good talk in I mean, the end. Luann is still not getting it 100%. No, but for Luann, she's... At least she learned a little bit more. Totally. Yeah. And, oh, and I'm obsessed with this whole idea of setting up Sonia with a matchmaker. I gotta say, Patty Stanger, sit down, because when she was on Watch What Happens Live, she said, all the New York ladies are asking me to be matchmade. They're all asking me to be set up. I'm going to set all of them up. That could be a show, Andy. No, nope, call Devin then from this, Philly. Yeah, it's like, sorry, <laughs> Devin from Philly is actually the one setting them up, and she's going to hook up Sonia with a Philadelphia man. I mean, she said she's moving back to New York, so maybe she has a, you know, matchmakers don't just have one city unless they're just like, you know, a one-city person. Patty has people all over the world. She's an international matchmaker. But I think... Ebony really does care for Sonia and kind of sees Sonia. And I think Sonia I kind of them sees as a pair. Ebony. They're really sweet together. Abonia? Sebony. Oh, Sebony. I like Sebony. Yeah, I like Sebony. I'm trying to find a relate like a like couple a, name. A Ramonia situation. Yeah. I, I feel you. I feel you. No, and I think I think it was really nice of Ebony to kind of say, you know what? I understand who you are. I think you're a beautiful, amazing person. I think the other ladies don't give you enough credit. Because I think they've all seen Sonia's, oh, it's Sonia. I think Ebony's Agreed. coming in and going, you know what? Yeah, she can be a little kooky, weird, crazy. But the ladies don't give her a chance. She's kind of the most understanding and really the smartest one of the group. Yeah. and She's got she, the highest emotional intelligence of all of them. I would agree. And she just really wants to be loved and to give love. I think that's what Ebony could see in her. And that's why I think she was like, I'm calling Devin. And then the end of the episode, again, on one hand, I, to a certain extent, I, I feel for Leah and what she's going through. But with that said, she shouldn't have come on the trip and should be handling her emotions a little bit better because she went ape shit no she was completely out of control the way she was like i can't even be alone with her on the bus and then she was saying you're this is white feminism 101 you're the problem you're the issue when heather didn't even come after her for not voting she was just kind of saying you know what i understand where you're coming from yeah everyone's kind of sick of it but like you need to vote like you need to make your voice heard it's not when i think she went to ebony she was like what do i do about and her like, ebony what? said the same exact thing yeah exactly but ebony said it's more more so for me that you need to vote because my life is at risk. My it's my it's my things that are right. going to be. Right, but under then Leah attack. was like, no, no, no. But what did Heather say? Leah just has a, a thing for a Heather bone to pick with Heather. No, truly, and really just want. I think she wanted something to come after her with, given the state that she's in. I think she understands that Heather might but pop on the show. If we're talking about anger. Leah flying off the handle is anger. is angry. No, I was I was in shock the way she just came out screaming. I think Heather handled it wonderfully. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens next episode, but I felt so bad for Heather. I'm so sad that she's not going to come on for the rest of the season because of this situation. Oh, this is what it is. I didn't yeah. realize that. It's it After was this trip. It's no, she said she was assaulted by Leah. Okay. Assault is a little, I mean, intense. it's Heather, but harassed maybe, or like just, you know, Leo was coming at me the whole trip. And if this is how it's going to be, like, I can't, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this. I feel that. And I think that was honestly, I think that was Leah's intention. I think she's threatened oh, by Leah, Heather. The second that Heather's name was whispered, Leah was like, I don't like this girl. Here's what she said about all of you. Let's get she her came ready she to, to the trip. Get her out. Yeah. yeah. From the get go. I'm very excited, though, to see the pageant, the pageant. Now we finally know why Luann was baton, baton twirling, baton, baton twirling earlier oh, in the yes. season. Okay, there we go. Making connections. I can't wait to see Sonia as a mime. 
I think that's going to be amazing. Sonia practicing her miming and literally just having the red scarf and just pretending to like jerk off or like ejaculate oh killed me. Ramona's going to be a she's doing a, She's going to show how she can do fitness. Luann's going to do her baton stuff. Ooh. Heather was going to be a cheerleader. Yes. Leah was going to do the hula hoops. I don't know if she's still going to. I think that's what she's probably still going to do. She's still going to do and then she's going to leave the next morning and go to. Yeah. Well, who knows if she's going to come back or if she's even going to go to the thing. I mean, we'll see. And Ebony was going to ballet. Spoken word. Oh, that's right. Because I saw her doing like porta bras in so her maybe bedroom. she will do a so maybe it'll spoken be word dance? dance. Yeah. I don't know. I was hoping for I a cabralesque, wait. you know, from Sonia. But I think it's going to be a riot. I think it's going to be hilarious. Everyone looks great except for Leah. I don't think Leah got the assignment. It's no, but like the slit throat thing. I don't it's I don't know if she's supposed to be like a dead 70s. Like a dead pageant, pageant girl. Queen. I, I for one for one moment I was like, is she trying to do Carrie? But no, that's not Carrie. I don't know if she understands what she's doing. I think she just tries to be too much. I, she's really getting on my nerves because I feel like Leah's really like trying extra hard to be this person that she thinks she needs to be on the show, and it's really just falling yeah, flat a every very single time. Interesting second season. I I'm not a fan. I got not say. not not so far. No, it's not it's not great. All right, should we? Move on to Beverly Hills, though. Yeah, let's close it out. Everything's a to-be-continued, so we're all, you know, I don't feel like we're able to, like, clearly close any of these doors oh, that no. we're talking about. These stories are ongoing. That's the mark of a good episode. It's honestly loving all of these seasons so far. Even Married to Medicine. I think Married to Medicine finally picked it up, but everything else has been on point. I agree. Okay, so Beverly Hills. We've got a problem, and her name is Sutton. Holy crap. She needs to grow up. The face rolling oh my God. was probably one of the most insane, bizarre, but instantly iconic moments. How can anyone take you seriously talking to you when you're rolling your face out, girl? If someone, if someone, if I was coming after someone for the craziness that they were doing to me on a trip like Crystal was, and they just started rolling their face, I would burst out laughing. I don't know how Crystal kept a straight face at all. I don't, I don't know. And all. I know that's rude and mean, but at the end of the day, it's like, this is crazy, girl. You're a crazy. And that's literally what said. She's like, son's like, so you think I'm crazy? She's like, well, that's all you've shown me is crazy. And now that we know the whole story, because there was a piece of the Sutton Crystal story that was left out until the end of the episode. But if I'm Crystal and we have that rocky start uh, in the downstairs bar about not seeing color. And then we have the midnight oh no and then we have the dinner Mm -hmm. where you bring crystal into an issue that you have with the other ladies about you being left out of a joke which is the most teenage like little girl thing i've ever heard and then you go to her room when she's butt naked and then you insinuate something by what you say and then you leave oh what are you doing in here She's sex- I don't know what's going on in here. She's it's like, what is someone, suppo- uh, what is, yeah, what is someone supposed to think when you say that to them, Sutton? So if I'm Crystal, yeah, I think you're a little crazy, a little unhinged, and I don't know how to deal with you. I I agree. I think I think if I was dealing with someone called Sutton in my in my life, not someone called Sutton, but someone acting like Sutton or Sutton herself, someone called Sutton, <laughs> I I just I would. I would do the same thing as Crystal where I would just remove myself because no matter what I do, this girl's not going to get it. Right. And she's going to just keep causing drama and making everyone else have a terrible time. Right. And I get what Kyle said at the end where she was like, well, why didn't she tell us the night before? And Crystal was like, well, 
I've ruined the last two nights because of a situation that I've been in with her. I didn't want to do it to you guys again. Yeah, it's like Crystal's brand new to the group. It would be, I, it, I guess it might be different if Crystal was had been around for a couple seasons and this drama with Sutton was like brand new. But I just think that Sutton's the new girl. you got to give her some slack of all of us, of all the people that are there. No, agreed. Crystal needs a little bit of time to kind of acclimate to the group and understand who she is within it without this crazy person accusing her of all these things. Nuts. Oh, by the way, <laughs> Dorit and Kyle, that game they were playing, is that the way to play it? Bocce ball? Yeah. Okay, so that was right. They were playing it right. I thought for some reason they were missing some tools or they were missing... No, okay, no, 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 no. That is bocce ball. My parents play on a bocce ball team. Okay, like they, I- they do a tournament with my aunts and uncles and my cousins. They all have a team back home. Sometimes I'll sub in if I'm home, you know, for a break or something and I'll play. But that's how you play it is you throw the white ball. You see where it lands. Usually it's the other team throws it. And then you have to try to get it as close as you can. You can knock balls. You can do the whole Understood. thing. It's basically like lawn bowling. God. Okay. 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 Cool. Just want to make sure that they weren't being. Oh yeah. No. Ridiculous. And Dorit was actually very good. I was yeah, so she impressed. Was it. She would, I would have her on my bocce team. I love that Garcelle asked, uh, how many of you have had your nose done? I, first of all, <laughs> not a good question to ask, but of course Garcelle asked it, but I was dying at the editors dragging Dorit. When she was like, I've never had anything done. And then they show photos. Yes, you have. And God bless you. You look phenomenal. She's still claiming online. So she commented on an Instagram. She's still claiming online that she never had anything done. she claiming she grew into her nose? She said, someone posted, oh, these producers are shady for doing this. And she commented, especially given that I had a whole scene with Kyle at her nose doctor just before her nose job. And I spoke to the doctor about getting a nose job. He said, I can tell you haven't had one. Oh, well, I'd be happy to admit if I had one. Girl. They just look so different. Yes. They, they really do. And I again, mean, I, mean, I think she looks I amazing. I have to say, I think in photos when I'm, I'm younger, my nose looks a lot bigger and I grew into my nose. Mm-hmm. But my nose is also broken. There's a whole story about it that I'm not going to get into. <laughs> <laughs> but I understand that. But I think she's definitely had something done. And I loved Kathy going, well, I've had a little something done. <laughs> Kathy's great. I love Kathy. I, it was no, she was noticeably um, absent from this episode. Yes. And I don't like it. I don't like no, it. No, I need more. Give me as crazy much Kathy. Kathy as you possibly can, guys. We need it. Speaking of crazy, the Lisa Rinna story. Thank you. I was just about to bring that up. So that was wild. I don't know where she was going with that. And I didn't like it. I don't like where she ended up. No, I don't either. I think she's still trying to defend the reason that she couldn't blindly except what Denise said. And evidently there's more information that we don't know that she has about Denise and Brandy. She's making it more dramatic than she needs to. If Lisa would just stick to the story of, Hey, did I maybe go overboard and go about it a little wrong? Yes. But at the end of the day, I was hearing one thing from my friend and then hearing and seeing a bunch of other things from other people. And I wasn't, I didn't feel like my friend was being honest and I couldn't, you know, I couldn't support them just by supporting a friend. And yes. Maybe I went overboard and I said and did some things that I shouldn't have done. But at the end of the day, I don't think I was the only one that was wrong. And Garcelle, I hope that you can separate the two and we can forge our own relationship. But her bringing up this whole story about Harry Hamlin and the situation he was in. And I don't want to go into it because I, you know, I don't want to talk Everyone's about it again. Said it all. Everyone looked like Kyle's like slack jaw. Like, Everyone was like, what is she talking what is she about? Talking it about? was, in I don't want to hear about I hope Garcelle can let it go now 
even though I understand where she's coming from, I don't want to hear about it anymore. Denise isn't on the show anymore. It's over. Rinna and Garcelle, you guys just focus on your relationship. If shit yes. comes up between the two of you, great. Deal with it then, but for the love of God, no more. I can't hear any more crazy stories from Rinna. That was wild. But I did like Rinna and Sutton doing the little synchronized swimming situation. <laughs> I mean, it's the one funny thing Think that Sutton's, Sutton's done. done. I thought it was cool. My grandma, you know, was a synchronized swimmer in oh, her she, heyday. Oh, she? Yes, she was. That's one of Lovely. the stories she's told me, and I've always been like, I'm talking a lot about my grandparents on this episode. The one hey. with the missing finger, the one who hey, was Hey, let's <laughs> bring him on. Let's, yeah. let's bring him on as a guest. Well, one's you know? dead, but one's still here. So she she could, the missing <laughs> finger, he's also now missing from the earth. Okay, good. Um, rest <laughs> in peace, Pop. But Love that. My other grandma can come on maybe one yeah, time. Well, she would love to. That would be great. And now we're finally to the Erica of it all. We finally reached yes. the pinnacle of the season. And I'm just going to say again, I just don't think that Erica knew what was going on. I th- It just seems to me she came home from Tahoe and got hit with a lot of bad news. And then a couple days later decided to pull the plug. That's what I'm getting because she seems too cool, calm, and collected on that trip if she wasn't aware of what of something that was going on for me. I, Unless she's a sociopath, which I, I'm not willing to believe that. <laughs> I think she knew the whole time. <gasps> what? I think she was trying to play it super cool this whole trip. I, I could tell she was she was much more talkative than she usually is. She was way friendlier. I think she was trying to reconnect with the ladies in the group. She's making a lot of jokes. She's doing a lot wow. of things that seem kind of out of character for her. And wow. you have to be honest when you look back. Usually she's a little bit more reserved. She's the Erica Jane. Okay, she's I Erica can see Girardi. what you're saying. I, I'm still going to hold true to her as long as I possibly can. But I see, I see what you're saying. I think she wanted to take this weekend as nothing's wrong. I'm just going to have friend, fun with my girlfriends. I'm not going to think about this. I'm not going to deal with this. I'm going to go home because uh. you don't just walk into the courthouse and say divorce, please. This is something she's been having to plan and get ready with her lawyers for a minute. It's not a four day situation where you walk into a divorce lawyer and you're like, I'm going to get divorced. Can we get this done in the next uh, 36 hours, please? No filing is not, a, a long process. Yeah. But if you, if I got, you get back on Monday, right. And then by Thursday or Friday, you file. If I, you find out on Monday and you get all the information from Tom and it rocks your world. And then you find out that because of what Tom did, your life could be over too. Maybe for her, because of all of the information she got, the decision was cut and dry. And she was like, okay. well, I have no choice. I love yeah. the man, but he's betrayed me in the biggest way and my life may be in jeopardy. I, I have to save myself now. See, but my thing is there's too much money involved for her to just do it so quickly. But I, not if you're going to lose it all. Not if Tom, all that money is, is, is blood money. I don't know. I don't know. I See, really, am, I don't know. I really am making excuses for her. I will it admit. It seems like you are just blindly <laughs> following your friend. She's one of my favorite <laughs> Housewives. I mean, I I love myself some Erica Jane, Erica Girardi too. I have always appreciated her and her fabulousness on the show. But at the same time, no, I know you have a good point. Uh, She came from the bayous of Georgia and made (laughs) made a new. I don't know. She made a (laughs) new nose and a new name. Was it was a dancer turned waitress turned? No, the story. Like I need another book. I I need to read The Pretty Mess, but I also need another book. <laughs> we haven't read the first one, but we need a second. <laughs> yeah, we need another book, even though I haven't read the first one. But yes, I thought it was very interesting how that all played out and that she was basically just like, I would love your support. This is what's <laughs> happening. 
Yeah. Cut, cut, print. Yeah, I agree. I'm interested to see how this plays out for the rest of the season. This is, it's literally episode, what, three or four? Beverly and Hills getting, is bringing the heat. And this is it's probably back. one of the best seasons I've had. And I know we're, I, we always say that we're like, oh, this is such a good season. But no, they're not dragging out the drama. It seems like between Sutton and Crystal, Garcelle and Lisa, Kathy Hilton, just Kathy <laughs> being Kathy. And then this whole Erica situation. I feel like we're going to have stuff, multiple storylines and things happening. It's not a Lucy, Lucy, Apple, Juicy, Goosey. Lucy, Goosey, Apple, Juicy. It's not her for the 12 episodes. Of, no, you know, just I think we're going to get a lot of different things going on all at once. The, the centerpiece now being Erica's drama. But it's, God, it's going to be great. <sighs> I... I'm so happy. I could not be happier with Beverly Hills. I could not be happier with New York. I think New York is great. Family Karma is fantastic. Shaw's is really strong. And, and Married to Medicine is finally picking up in the in its Twilight three. hours. Finally, we're 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 doing well. Do we have anything else coming? I know Below Deck Med is coming out soon. Potomac is coming, which I can't wait. I'm very excited. I'm very for Potomac. excited for that. You heard the drama about that, right? What? So you know the whole when Dr. Wendy drama about her husband. Husband and all that stuff. So evidently all about the tea, which is this blog that talks about a bunch of different housewife stuff and reality show stuff is coming under fire because they evidently, allegedly have been posting false stories and rumors of stories of things that aren't actually true. And somehow Giselle Bryanson is involved in this one about Dr. Wendy. You know, I, I, I had a feeling that was correct. It, so and you know what it's funny i thought about monique and giselle talking about her marriage a uh, couple you know last year oh yes i think wendy now sees maybe what monique was dealing with and what maybe Monique didn't fully share or what she tried to share and people didn't really see because it seems like wendy comes at giselle being like don't talk about my fucking husband so i think i think giselle's gonna be the villain this season it's Green Eyed Bandit. Which is a crazy take. And oh, next week, I'm sure we will talk about the Fallon interview is today <gasps> when we're recording. I didn't so even realize. Oh, my gosh. We'll watch that and we will report back to you next week about that. And we will discuss that in full. He met your family. He was he swam in your pool. She, she swam, swam in, in your pool. pool. I, that trailer gave me everything. It yeah. was so much. I'm sure Wendy Williams is going to talk about it. Oh, she talked about talking about it a couple days ago. I just happened to be watching Wendy. <laughs> You've been watching a lot of Wendy. I've been, uh, you know, at home looking for a job. So I, at 11 a.m., have been tuning in. And she, on Monday, was like, well, this is a lot to uh, talk about. So she said she didn't want to talk about it anymore. But then her producer was like, well, the interview is on Thursday. So I think we'll talk about it on Friday. So maybe I'll watch tomorrow and get her take. And we will definitely talk about that next week for sure. And then I can't, you know, I know it's probably a long way off, but Salt Lake City, man. I'm just itching for that to come. Oh, out. I cannot wait. The Jen There's been Shaw no news, really, but I just Well, the GoFundMe just... for Jen Shaw. Right, the GoFundMe for Jen Shaw, which uh, got t- taken down immediately because it's fucking insane. But I'm just really looking forward to it. just want to put that out into the universe. I cannot wait. I also have to say, for Pride, Meredith and Marks came out with shirts, and I'm, I'm thinking about getting one. And it says, I'm engaging... With LGBT rights or something like oh that. Oh my God. Okay. That's so <laughs> fucking amazing. We should get a pair. Then it says on the back, it's like Meredith Marks and Glad. That it's is like amazing. I'm, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. Okay. That's so great. we do love, we need Salt Lake City back ASAP. I really, I really would love to see my SLC ladies soon. But other than that, I think we mentioned it all. We did mention it all. 
Thank you so much for listening. If you aren't already, please make sure you're subscribed wherever that is, whether it's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. And if you guys are on any of those, please rate and review. Give us five stars. We really appreciate it. Sometimes we get some haters in those reviews, so it's nice to get some <laughs> love as well. We're doing our best. We're doing our best. We're doing it for you. We really try for y'all. And if you're on social media, make sure you follow us there as well by searching at Hot and Bravo. That's at H-O-T-N-B-R-A-V-O-D. And we'll see y'all next time. Have a good week, y'all. Bye.